I'm James Burroughs, uh, Vice President and Chief Equity Inclusion Officer here at Children's Minnesota and glad to be here. Uh, the thing I remember most about my childhood is an accident. Welcome to Childhood Chatcast with the Dude. I'm the Dude, and as usual, I'm joined by Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey, dude. And we're going to take a deep dive into the kid experts here at Children's Minnesota's Childhoods to find out what makes us all the same. Because, hey, we were all kids once, and as a twist, I am going to try to guess their birthday. Their birthdays? Their exact birthday, the date and year. So join us in the time machine I built out of cardboard boxes and duct tape, and let's meet our guest. Hey, dude. Hey, Jake. I was just wondering, if you were ever to have a professional athlete as a teammate in high school sports, hmm. who would it be? Oh, wow. Uh, Well, I'd say The Rock. Okay. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. I mean, we all know he was a football player. Uh, he became world champion at the WWE, right? He was heavyweight champion wrestler. And I think I read somewhere that he was a three-time high school badminton champion. Singles. It's funny that you say that, though, because our guest today actually mentioned playing with an eventual world champion NBA star, BJ Armstrong, who played with Michael Jordan. One of the questions I always ask everybody is, have you ever been to the hospital? And what was that experience like? Because a lot of our listeners are families and patients. So uh, I think I was around one years old. And I was in an accident where at the time you didn't have to have your kids in a seat back in the back of the, the car. I was up front with my mom. We had an accident and my head went right into the windshield. And uh, that's my first memory of childhood. What do you remember about that after the accident? The funny thing is I remember going to the hospital. I remember the blood on my, my head. Oh, I, there wasn't any kind of pain. So I remember getting like candy from, they used to call them candy stripers. They don't anymore. Right, right. But they used to be candy stripers. I remember getting others, people to get hugs from. So it was a fun experience. So let's jump into siblings, brothers and sisters. I have one sister. Okay. And older. She's older, yes. Older. And yep. was there a rivalry going on? Or did you guys get along really well? So she wasn't way older. She's older. But I was the little brother who had to go everywhere with her. So it wasn't a rivalry, but it was just a pain in the uh, behind <laughs> at times. Like, take your little brother, take your little brother, take your little brother. So, so she filled the role almost like a caregiver, kind of, <laughs> in a way, too. Yeah, uh, a babysitter. A babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> a babysitter. We had a good time. As we've gotten older, we're closer now than we were then. So I'm going to jump right in and say I bet sports did play a big part in your life growing up. Is that right? It did. I loved sports, and I played youth basketball and high school football and played baseball. What position football? Uh, outside linebacker and tight end. I played tight end. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was more of a receiving tight end. I wasn't big enough to block anybody. I was more of a blocking tight end. Uh, okay. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't throw me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> was there like any pressure to play sports? Because sometimes, you know, kids are like, you have to find an activity or do something. Or was it you just naturally gravitated towards it? And I naturally gravitated towards it. Uh, a lot of kids in my neighborhood, we would play different sports and in the street. So back then, you would play football in the street. And you'd play tackle football in the street because if you were on a block with houses, there was a piece of grass in between the street and the driveways, and you would play tackle 
only during that time. So you catch the ball in the street. If you happen to run by that piece <laughs> of the sideline with some grass, you get stuck. And you'd also end up probably injured or hurt. So, yes, lots of trips to the Children's Hospital in Detroit, in Detroit. Okay, <laughs> because so of that. Okay, so you're familiar, very yeah, familiar with the but hospital. I, but I loved playing football, basketball. No pressure. It was just more so a thing to do in the neighborhood. So let's go back when you're uh, still really young before you're even into sports. Do you remember, was there a toy that you held very dear it was either a gorilla or a monkey. I think it was a monkey. And he had, do you call them symbols? Yeah, uh, sure. He, yeah, yeah. He, he used to clang the symbols together. Right, if you won't wound them up or something? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen those. Sure. Okay. But it was, do you remember seeing like a toy like, so oh my God, I'll save up all my allowance. Yep. So I, total, total control racing. So wow. racetracks used to be you had to put the little cars on them and they stay in the lane. Total Control Racing, you could use the controller to switch lanes. So I wanted the Total Control Racing. Wow. Yes. Love that. That is cool. Yeah, those. I always was disappointed in those. If you go too fast around the corner, then they come flying off of the... Yeah, what a pain. It was always fun when you put two cars on the same track. Yes. And you only had to use one of the triggers <laughs> and like see yes. if you could get them to go fast enough to run into each other on the track. That was cool. That was real cool. Yeah, let's stick around late grade school, middle school. Subject in school, where did you really succeed at? Or what was your favorite? See, sometimes you can say, I really liked this. Like, I really liked learning history, although I couldn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fascinating, but I got a C plus in history. And if I'm be honest, yeah. I really liked gym. Gym was like yeah. just amazing. I got to play basketball, football, soccer. I also really liked speech classes. Oh, so okay. eventually I became a lawyer because at seven years old, my mom told me that I argued a lot. And I did, and I stuck with me, and she said, you should be a lawyer. And from that, I enjoyed speech classes and became a lawyer. Oh, wow. Okay. So for listener, if you're an argumentative kid, you know, have a chat with your parents. It could pay off, right? It could. It could. If we were to go back to when you were a kid, and I was to ask uh, one of your friends. What age? So about 13, 12, 14, something like that. If I were to ask one of your best friends, Tell me about James. What would they say about you, do you think? Around that age area and then a little further up, maybe sophomore, junior, high school, my nickname was Jimmy Jam. So I had a whole nickname. They would say that Jimmy Jam was very popular. People knew me. I played lots of sports. One of my claim to fame is I played uh, Detroit Police Athletic League basketball okay. from 12 years old up to 16 years old. One of my teammates for all that time was B.J. Armstrong, oh, who played former in Iowa, Iowa Hawkeye and, and Chicago Bull, Bull. Yep. played with the Jordan. Yep, wow. so I grew up with him. We grew up in the same neighborhood, played baseball together, basketball. So we got to be popular together. He was more popular because he was better. Basketball standout and then football standout. So I was fairly popular. You said you like gym. But what about the actual, like, the classroom stuff where you had to study? What was the hardest thing you and what was the the easiest for you, do you think? Hardest thing was probably math because I hated it. Same. And the easiest thing was I go back to speech, you know, some oratory type of speeches. And did you do that competitively and stuff, too? Did you, like they do now, like the... Uh, debate teams and stuff I like that? I wasn't on the debate team. We didn't, I think we had a debate team then, but I did do, like, you know, when you have uh, monthly plays or somebody has to read the Martin Luther King speech, I was picked to be that guy. Oh, wow. Cool. Hey, speaking of plays, were you a theater kid at all? Are you musical or did you play an instrument? Did you try to play an instrument? I tried to play saxophone around yeah. fifth grade. It didn't work out too well. 
And what do you mean by that? <laughs> it was horrible. It sounded <laughs> bad. It, uh, my mom was the only person clapping and, and with other parents, but uh, I enjoyed the saxophone. Theater, in my high school, you had majors just like college, so you could major oh, okay. in anything. My major was performing arts, mm. so as a part of that, I did radio and television. So I was a part of the radio station called WCAS at my high school, high school named Cass Tech. I was also in about maybe three to four public service commercials on TV as a part of that as well. So I did wow. acting around public service spots. Playing records? I was playing records and doing mostly interviews okay. and also in-school announcements. So we would come on and be like, this is WCAS. That was you? You that got was, to that do was, that? That was me. That was me. I was the voice of WCAS. You know? Oh, my gosh. How cool. You no know, wonder we, you're – yeah, you were popular, I'm sure. <laughs> let's lay it out. What, who are you listening to? So let's see. Ninth grade – we went down to downtown Detroit, this place called Heart Plaza, right on the river, and saw Run DMC perform. Oh, wow. Uh, so that was amazing. Fresh Fest with LL Cool J, oh. Houdini, the Fat Boys. Gosh. was a pivotal time in my life. My first concert, though, was with my sister, and that was an amazing show. Parliament Funkadelic, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Whoa. The Emotions. I think the Barcades, too. Listen to all the Motown stuff growing up. My mom went to high school with the Temptations, so they all went to the same they went, high school. You went to, your mom went to school with the Temptations? Correct. So she actually dated the only Temptation still living, I think, is Otis. They dated for a little bit as well. So my mom went to school with the Temptations. Wow. My mom and dad, back then, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but... Segregation was prevalent. Other things were prevalent. Our discrimination. Uh -huh, so uh -huh. a lot of the parties and events and clubs were mostly African American people getting together. So my dad knew the Dramatics, the Temptations, all of the, the Commodores. So they were all close knit. Everybody knew everybody in the community. So that was kind of cool. Also blues too. My dad was a BB King, yeah, okay, BB King fan. Sure. So I listened to BB King a lot as well. Growing up, were there any actors? That you really kind of emulated that you wanted to be like TV shows that made you really kind of... Got a lot of TV shows. I loved Good Times, loved yeah. the Jeffersons, actors that I love, Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby and all of those shows, Uptown Saturday Night, Piece of the Action, those kind of movies. Shaft was a Shaft guy. Actually, I loved... High schoolers, Ghostbusters, too. I, if I'm maybe truthfully honest, I'm a Ghostbuster fan. Ghostbusters. All right. Well, let's hang out. Now we're getting to late high school. Okay. And the college doors are knocking. And what was that process like for you when you had to decide, well, now what I'm going to do? Well, mom decided what I was going to do. I had in my head that I was going to go to a two-year junior college called Albion College play football for two years and transfer and play at the University of Michigan for Bo Schembechler. I was going to be a, That's what you were gonna a do. linebacker yep. or a safety and go pro. Mom decided otherwise. The mom said, you're going to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. I said, mom, I want to go to Albion and play football. And that was about a two-second conversation. So I ended up going to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. Great institution. I learned a lot down there and got me ready for my law career. So Awesome. Awesome. When you left, you were 18 and you... 17. 17 and moved to the other part of the country. Right. Yep. 17 and moved to Atlanta, Georgia from Detroit. Yeah. All by yourself. I did, but I had lots of family in Georgia. Okay. So it was about maybe 45 minutes from the school that I could go visit cousins and family. So they kept close by. I think for me, my first job was a huge eye-opener. I washed dishes at the country club. And 
That was really, 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 really terrible, terrible work. It's not easy. And when I got my first paycheck, that was an aha moment for me. It was like $90. And I went out and I bought, the first thing I bought was a gold chain. (laughs) (laughs) We called them rope chains back in the day. Rope chains. But they didn't have rope chains for (laughs) where I grew up. But they were really skinny. And if you never took them off, they turned your skin green. (laughs) Yep. They had that in common in mind too. Yes. (laughs) So it was a pay, it was a working and then getting that paycheck going, oh, wow, this is how this works. Was there was something like that for you? You made me think to my first job now, which was I was 14, going from eighth grade to ninth grade. I worked for Moses and helped clean the area. Landscaping was what they called it. It was really just sweeping and picking up stuff <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and taking out the garbage at the apartment complex my mom lived in. So it taught me about responsibility. Sure. It taught me about getting that first paycheck. Taught me about FICA. Uh, I knew who the hell FICA was until then, but <laughs> FICA now comes out of my check, and I was like, "Oh, who's FICA?" Like, but now I know who FICA is now very you know. intimately. Yes, we, we've been we've been together a long time, and I think for me <laughs> that taught me responsibility. And then other other things, aha moments happened in summers during college. So I worked for uh, Chrysler Corporation at an auto plant. So if you ever seen the movie Eight Mile. Eminem worked at the Warren stamping plant, and you took big quarter panels of steel from trucks, put it on the press, and pressed it down. I did the midnight to 8 a.m. shift all summer long, seven days a week. Wow. One summer during college. And that taught me that I wanted to get my behind back to college Uh. and graduate college because nothing wrong with the people that I met there, but I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. Uh, I wanted to do something different. And it was cool because the men and women there encouraged me, hey, stay in school, do some good things. This is a career we had, but we want better for you. And these are people I met just during the summer. So that helped me realize that a lot of people are rooting for you who you don't know. Right. A lot of people are rooting for you to be successful because they want you to be successful. Yeah. Wow. Well said. I like that. Jake, is there anything else? Do you have anything? I got nothing, man. Okay, I'm so I'm excited to figure this out. You're gonna guess the 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 month, the Mo- date, date and month, the year. And year. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I got you. There was enough clues that you left behind, little breadcrumbs for me to pick up. I gave some big breadcrumbs. I was I was being nice. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> this is the part where I take a guess at our guest's birthday, and I nailed the first one, didn't I? You got the first one exactly correct. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right, I think you're a spring baby. I don't know why. I'm just throwing that out there. So I'm going to say March 15th, 1966. Nope. Oh. October 8th, 1967. Oh. Man. That was close. That was close. That was close. That was close. It's important to talk about your role here at Children's. I know you do it all the time on your own podcast. This might be a different audience. Can you tell us about what you do here? Keep it straightforward. I, yeah. I try to make it that people come here, if you're a patient, a family, a vendor, an employee, that you have a great experience and you feel valued when you come here. So my role is to make sure that no matter what your race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, 
height, weight, size that you feel that people care about you. And in doing that, I help our HR department find a variety of different people who can work at Children's who want to be here. And our patients come in, no matter what race or ethnicity you're from, that we feel that you can talk to us in your language. So we have a ton of interpreters yep. here. We have people who understand the culture of different environments. And then also, too, when we provide service in the community, we partner with different communities to make it have a good experience. So that's my role in a nutshell, creating great community partnerships. Dude, I think we have the same job. We do. We do. I just don't have yeah. a, a show with myself on it. I want Jeez. some TV time, though, too. <laughs> I want to see the kids to see me talking, you know, with my, my, my outfit on. I don't have a nickname yet. It can't be the dude it. But no, uh, I, I think I Jimmy Jam is Jam just Jam fine. Is Jimmy Jam, and you yeah. know what? Well, Jimmy Jam was taken here in the city, so I was. Oh, that's I right. was a Jimmy Jam <laughs> in Detroit. You know, oh, that's Jimmy, right. Jimmy Jam was already taken. But. All right. Well, I'm gonna do this. I am going to officially extend uh, an offer to you, and sometime in the next month or two, if you're free on a Monday from two to three, you can help me call Bingo. James, <laughs> so cool for you to come in and do this. I really appreciate it. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. I'll be back soon. Thanks for joining us for today's Childhood Chatcast brought to you by Buzzsprout. To get new and previous episodes of Childhood Chatcast, head over to starstudiomn.org. Mm-hmm.